0: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for the people. We thank you, Lord, for our fellowship together, Lord. We just thank you for your blessings to each and every one of us. You've blessed us. You're such a good Father. We thank you for this day and this service. We thank you for your anointing that is here. Lord, as the bread of life has been broken, we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen Amen. There's some sample ballots out there For Tuesday's election (laughs) You know 50% Of our nation is on the left side Facebook we welcome you As far as the church goes 50% of the church is registered to vote. But only half of those vote. So that's 25%. That's a minority. It's a sin not to vote. Our nation needs the army of God to stand up. And you know what? You can look around. You can see the army today. Now here's a copy somebody marked if you want to know about any of those. Or ask Deanne. She's already voted. She'll tell you. But vote. Dixie's going to see if somebody marked it right. may have been J. Tom. He'd have it right. I'm glad you're here today. I'm telling you, God's on the move. I love that song about revivals in the air. Listen, that is where God wants us to live every day. And sometimes it's uphill. It's uphill. It battles us. It battles me. I promise you it does. Let me read you some exciting things about our country. Thanks to Uncle Joe, you'll spend $7,000 more this year just for everyday expenses. A 14-year-old girl in foster care records a video of a Child Protective Service employee telling her to become a prostitute. You think we don't need revival in our country? Oh, and the Episcopal Church is now supported supportive of sex changes at all ages calling it a matter of religious liberty I mean they just doomed themselves with statements like that Democrats want to make the IRS larger than the combined Pentagon, Safe Department, FBI, and Border Patrol they want that to be larger listen when Bill Clinton was in the IRS came after those people that accused him. When Obama was in, the IRS came after the Tea Party groups. Guess why Joe wants 87,000 more IRS people? It's to go after us. Lord, we stand against that and we declare the kingdom of God will eventually crush all other kingdoms. The blood of Jesus is against that. Lord, help our country. Don't underestimate your prayers, but pray for our country. Put that verse up about Judges 6.12, please. You know the Gideon story? You know it's a special story to me because Jack Taylor was preaching that when the Lord spoke to me about preaching. I had no idea about that, but I know that one service changed my life. Listen, if you believe God, this one service will change your life today. You'll get a revelation about something. But I forgot if this was in the devotion or one thing I read this week. And when I read that, it was a fresh word to me. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. I say to you this morning, The Lord is with you more than you know, Mighty One of God. Regardless of how you feel about yourself, God feels more for you and sees more in you than you see in yourself. Another reason I chose that, Is Israel had got away from God and Lord sent the Midianites in and they'd been under their rule for a few years And Gideon was a nobody like the rest of us he was a nobody and he was hid in a what was it a wine cellar trying to thrash wheat I was trying to remember which way it was you know why he was trying to protect his family the only difference in us in Israel in that day and time in America today, they're not here yet. But they want to be here and take us over just like that and don't think it couldn't happen. But apart from the grace of God, Chris, I've got one job for the barn before it starts I really need you to do. Meanwhile, back to Gideon. Gideon was just trying to survive. But he's a picture of the type of people God chooses to use. He was fearful. He did everything he could do to get out of it. God, I'm the least in my family. My tribe's the least. I'm I'm a nobody. And God says, that's why I'm choosing you. You know you can't do it. Matthew chapter 5 says blessed are the poor in spirit that means that you know you can't make it apart from God come on there ought to be some old amens in that if you think you're somebody I may tell you you're a nobody in the kingdom of God there's no big I's and little U's in the kingdom of God we're all brothers and sisters we've all got different callings and we've got to fulfill those places that God has for us Lord, we just thank you. This sound system's yours. We just bless the Lord. But Gideon is a picture of the kind of people God chooses. My dad used to like to quote Charlie Russell. Charlie Russell said, "One-eyed Indians and dance hall girls—my kind of people." I mean, it was to him that was just everyday people. That's who we are. But we're the Gideons. We're the ones to make a difference in the kingdom of God. God has chosen you for such a time as this. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. You've got more in you than you know you have, as far as for the kingdom of God. Listen, we've been working for years to get rid of all that old junk, but we're in the kingdom of God now. Do you know that China helped fund the BLM, and Tiva, this wokeness? Don't think they don't want to rule the world. And we're part of it. Pray, but stay in faith. Our God will get us through it. But don't think, well, David will pray and a few more. No, you need to pray. You need to pray. And you know, before you can take the world, you've got to have your house in order. You've got to have your house in order. He needs to be Lord of everything. Lord, I just thank you. I praise you. <clears throat> we may be, look like a little army, but we're salt and light. We're salt and light in this city. We are making a difference in this city. (coughs) Winston Churchill made a famous remark after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Of course, he was leading Great Britain. He walked into a meeting with the people around him. (coughs) The morning after, smoking his cigar, had a glass of whiskey in his hand walked in there Pearl Harbor just been bombed he says we've won the war and they all are you crazy No, he said listen those Americans are slow to get started but he said this will get them started bombing Pearl Harbor will get them got them in the war well, listen. We need to be in the war now. This is the war. We're we're called to be in it. And I want to read you the kind of people that God uses in this army. It's in First uh, Corinthians 26. I want to read it out of the Passion Translation. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, consider who you were when God called you to salvation. Not many of you were wise scholars by human standards, and I'm sure including myself in this. Nor were many of you in positions of power. Nor were many of you were considered the elite when you answered God's call but God chose those whom the world considered foolish you see how your neighbor made it now to shame those who think they are wise and God chose the puny and the powerless to shame the high and mighty he chose the lowly the laughable in the world's eye nobody's So that he would shame the somebodies, for he chose what is regardless as insignificant, I think we may need new speakers too, in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent. So there would be no place for prideful boasting in God's presence, for it is not from man that we draw our life but from God. As we are being joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. And now He is our God-given wisdom. He's our virtue. He's our holiness. He's our redemption. And this fulfills what is written. If anyone boasts, let him only boast in all that the Lord has done. Let's boast in what God has done. He's probably delivered you this week from something. I got a letter from a credit card company. I've had a card with them. I don't use it. And they said, we're sending you a new card. You're, you've asked for a new card. Another account. <clears throat> I called, and you know how it is when you call one of those companies, you liable to go through a few folks. And I told them I didn't ask for a new card. But you know, somebody had applied for my card with my information. I got a uh, email later in the week. <clears throat> We're processing, opening you a new checking account. So I call LifeLock. I mean, they send you that. <clears throat> they don't give you a phone number. You know who to call when you start calling those big places? (coughs) Excuse me. I mean, that's a process. They gave me a phone number. I called, got a recording. They sent me to somebody. I talked to Susie. And, okay, you're in the wrong group. And she sent me to Lucy. And Lucy said, okay, but Leroy handles that. And I got Leroy, and he said, no, I don't, but I'll put you to the right people. <coughs> and here's a phone number, but I'll connect you. He didn't tell me. He knew they'd already be closed. So I got a recording there. The next morning I called, and uh, I said, how do they do that? they have my Social Security numbers? She said, give me your last four, and I gave them to her. She said, yeah, they've got your Social Security number. But she said, I'll stop it she told me to call what's those companies get where you get all your credit ratings he said you need to call all them so I'll call one and they said okay we'll put a bulletin out and it'll go to all all those companies for a year about that." I mean just stuff you have to walk through in life see I mean you've been through stuff this week but there is a real adversary out there but God has chosen us. He has chosen you more than you know. But the adversary does such a good job of making us feel so unworthy. Listen, I know he redeemed me from the pit after I was a Christian, after I got saved. He's a God that knows all about us and still loves us because it's he that's working in us to will and work for his good pleasure. And the best thing you can do is just surrender. Just yield. Just yield. It's easy to say, I've made a decision for Christ. No, he didn't ask you to do that. He just says, yield to me. And you know, I said that again. I spoke it to one person this morning. But I said it again up here as I was worshiping. And you know what I heard? Are you sure? It's easy to say, yes, I yield to You, Lord. Don't we want to just accomplish what He wants? I remember a family that lost a son, and I watched my friend Wayne go through this just maybe last year. Lost a son. Of course, they grieved. But they didn't stop doing what they were doing and pressing into God. And I know a story of a people that happened to, and they they come right back to church, and we're doing what they did, fulfilling their roles, and someone said, how can you do that so soon? And the lady said, we just we realized we were more concerned about our son's death than we were about his son. Come on, that's where we're supposed to live. Oh, and that, that's such a... That thought is even... Lord, we want to be more concerned about Jesus and His kingdom. Because He said, if you'll seek Me first in My kingdom, I'll take care of everything else. What a deal. If I'd tell you that, you'd believe it. And the King of kings said it. Seek you first the kingdom of God and My righteousness, and I'll take care of your feathers is what He said. He said, I'm taking care of all the birds. I'm taking care of them. I'll take care of you. He either either is who He says He is, or we're believing a lie. We know He is who He says He is. But unbelief stops us from reaping everything He's got for us. Because we just think, we and particularly we men, we've got to go get everything done. Bless God, if it's going to get done, we've got to do it. You better let God do it you've ever say Lord is this is this what we do today he may say no lay that down I want you to go do this or that I I don't know he wants to lead us we belong to him we want him to take care of our every need Lord Jesus I just preached Jesus Christ and him crucified he's still the king of kings and Lord of Lords he's what life is about I promise you he is worthy and he will do what he says. He is God. I agree with Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greeks. I read this psalm, I think, this morning. Psalm 94, 15, it says, For judgment will again be righteous. And I decree that will happen in America. I pray it's in the government of every nation. Judgment will again be righteous and all the upright in heart will follow it. And Proverbs 23, 26 says, The Lord says, Just give me your heart. Just give me your heart. he's such a good God we had one of the words one of the devotions this week talked about create memories not regrets celebrate those memories learn to enjoy God I've thought about this a lot these hot days I was blessed I could come home I'd be home by noon I'd be in the rest of the day. Some of you, that wouldn't be good. You don't have enough peace to enjoy that. You don't, some of you, you couples don't have enough peace to stand one another that long. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I really wanted to say, who are you going to grow old with? And I know that's wrong, because I want you to grow old with one you're married to. That's what I meant. But I mean, that just puts a different thought on some things. There'll come a time in your life you won't be running around doing all that stuff. And what are you and her going to have in common? You ought to get that fixed before you get there. God's good. He, he's a big tricker, too, isn't he? Here's something we've looked at wrong. We've always said repentance means turn and go the other way. Well, that's not right. If you don't have a heart change, you're just changing directions. You're not changing anything else. You've got to have a heart change. That's what God will do when you get saved, when you get filled with His Spirit. Some of you need to let God fill you with His presence and He'll guide you. He doesn't tell you what to do every day. You are the will of God, you know. But there's sometimes I think, this is what I'm supposed to do, and then, you know, I just don't feel quite right about it, so I don't. I mean, there's just promptings that come. It's not, turn left, turn right. do It's not like that every day. What did Jesus do? You know what He said, it is written. When he got tempted, the devil came to him, he said, "It is written." He knew the word of God. "It is written." It's not writ- what? Good for man to live by bread alone. Lord, you're just so good. Lord, whatever you're doing here, it's good. Not good for bread alone, to eat, to live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then another word he would say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. If you're a believer, the Spirit of God lives within you. That's our church verse out there. It's on the, on the board. Jesus quoted it out of Isaiah 61.1. But it... He quoted it and it's written in Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's called me. He's anointed me. He's sent me to proclaim, to preach the gospel to the poor, to proclaim the release of the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set free of those who have oppressed. And you don't have to go to China or Africa to do that. You can start in the church. You can start as you go. As you go, you are salt and light. You are meant to make a difference. In your relationships, your everyday relationships, are you of more influence? Or is your unsaved or unchurched friend of more influence? I'm not saying you're going out there to preach to them. I'm not saying that. But just as you live your life, who you are, salt and light says so much and when you have the opportunity I know you'll share whatever God gives you to share but that's who we are that's the Gideons that's the ones God takes nobodies and makes somebody out of David wasn't even invited to the anointing service when Sam, you know, Samuel was sent down there to anoint a king go anoint one of Jesse's sons David wasn't even invited to the party. Samuel looked at that older son and he said, mm, God said, No, it's not him. He looked at that second son. I know he's no, he's not the one. He looked at the third son, the fourth son, the fifth son, the sixth son. He said, Is there any more? Oh, there's one out with the sheep. Call him in. He saw him. God said, no, that's him. How about that? You see where you qualify, Ken? You qualify. God's got a plan and a purpose for us. We are that salt and light. I ask you to agree to pray every day for the barn meeting. Come on, pray for it. Will you do it? If you're married, pray for your spouse. It'd be good to get your kids in on it. Get the, they'll, pray in un, they'll pray in faith. They'll believe it. <clears throat> A word we've had at one of our first meetings, Pat Ledbetter said this. <clears throat> she said, Gerald, you just don't have enough prayer covering here. We just need more people praying. I don't know if you saw the brochure. Angie put up one of the old brochures with Josh Reed's picture on it. It's on Facebook. I think it's out of the second or third meeting we had. I'm telling you, God's on the move. And this barn meeting is just a time your friends think they could come with you anytime. But it's a great time to ask them to come with you. I don't know what all is going to happen, but I promise you, God's going to be in the middle of it. He'll do everything we'll let Him to do. Let Him do. And that's what He's doing in my life and your life if the if we'll let Him. And you know, we don't have all the answers. I don't, for sure. One of our leaders here years ago was kind of upset with me. He just thought I was seeing more and wouldn't tell him. That was back when... We first moved out here in 90 after that first barn revival in a year or two. Everybody thought our next move was the old Walmart over there. There Several, we even had that prophesied. And this guy, he'd ask me, what's God, what do you, what? You know, I don't have a five-year plan. You don't want a five-year plan. We just need to walk, he said, just trust me today. He's got you this far. He's got you further than you ever thought you'd get in your life, probably. Amen? Most of us. He has. Isn't it good that He's got it? Aren't you glad some of those you didn't marry that you thought you ought to and you are a teenager? Well, I'm getting historical now. I'm going way back. Lord, we're called to preach the gospel to the poor. Judgment will again be righteous, and the upright in heart will follow it. Psalms 97.10, I read this this morning. It says, Hate evil, you who love the Lord, the Lord who preserves the souls of His godly ones. He's preserving your soul. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. That's my God. Who's your God? Who's your God? Let's just celebrate the Lord Jesus today. I challenge you to yield to Him those areas that you haven't maybe yielded to Him. Maybe you don't even know about. He's just got some new ideas. That's why I told Angie and Rob, I didn't talk to them, I texted her this morning. I said, you're married eight years. Eight's the number of new beginnings. It's something new continually in our lives. A new job. That's a new new thing new things are going to happen we're going to get a new whatever it is we need here we got new microphones and that still didn't change it praise God God is on the move listen if that's the worst thing that ever happens life will really be great huh but what about letting Jesus be Jesus in your everyday situation I challenge you, just come go with us. For you don't know, we've got a barn just a mile from here down the street from Charlie's Chicken. We've had meetings in there starting in 1990. And it's a good week. But let's just stand and worship Jesus this morning. Are you letting Jesus be who says He is? How about yielding to Him? What about those areas that... And you you know, I so believe in Romans 8.1, and I don't want to put anybody under conviction or under condemnation. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets you free from the law of sin and death. But when the Holy Spirit brings to thought to mind we need to deal with those things and it's a sin for a Christian not to be filled with his spirit and if you know you're not filled with his spirit I challenge you this morning come let him come meet with Jesus and let him fill you with his presence his spirit He will lead you. The Holy Spirit's one just like Jesus. You got Him when you got saved, but He didn't get all of you. He wants all of us. Lord, we exalt you. Do you need to come pray? Just come if you want someone to pray with you. We'll pray with you. Let's leave here knowing we've met with the Lord, that we've allowed him to do what he wants to do. Make a difference in us so we can make a difference wherever he sends us. Lord, we bless you in Jesus' name. Come on. We exalt you, Jesus. Somebody give him praise. He's the King of all kings and Lord of all lords, and he wants to be Lord of your life thank you for godly men that'll pray that'll come to the altar listen the altar is a place of death some of you need to come die to your ways and let him you still think life's about you but it's about him you're not walking in what he's got for you because you're making it all about you or about yours or just about your family it's about his kingdom Lord, come help yourself here today to us. Change us, rearrange us. We're the Gideon's, we're the David's. We're the are going turn this into a prayer tonight. Lord, we bless you. We honor you. Semesters in here. For such a time as this, I've called you. There's some Deborah's in here. There's some Joshua and Cable's in here. Bless you, Lord. Bless you. Holy Spirit, have your way. We welcome all your gifts. Come on, give him praise. Praise him. Exalt you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Put that devil under your feet in Jesus' name. You keep going forward in Christ. You may be in a wreck right now, but that... Test on that being a testimony. Is he Lord of all? Bless you all. Bless you all. We'll awaken the city of Skytooth in Jesus' name. We have to change our way of, to repent, change our way of thinking about some things. There's some habits that need to be changed. We bless you, We bless you, Come awake in the city. Oh, God, everybody pour it out. You sing it every stronghold. Every stronghold will crumble. Hear yeah, the chains hit the ground. Oh, God, everybody pour it out.
1: You know, Pastor Gerald used to say when we were finished, he'd say, now go out and be the church. I'm saying that to you today, and we've heard the word, we've heard what we need to be doing. There's a fire in us, there's a fire for revival. Did you get that song? We are the fire of God and we're going out there and you are going to run in, I'm I'm prophesied to this group, you're going to run into people today, this week, and that fire is going to bubble up in you and you're going to have a word for them, you're going to help them or you're going to encourage them. You know, I went over to, I was going to that Dollar Tree last week. And I got over there and there was a lady parked there, close by, and she was in an old truck. And she had a screwdriver and she was trying to raise the hood up. Well, come find out she had locked her keys in there and the thing was running. You know, so I stopped and encouraged her. And she said, if you got a phone, I said, sure. She used my phone, called her son to come get her out of the distress. She's from Collinsville. I pray he got there before the gas ran out. But anyway, there's something like that's going to happen to you. You're going to run into somebody and you're going to be able to be that glow in the dark. I love that song. Lord's going to light you up. You're not going to be able to get away from it. You're going to have to speak. Either give them an encouraging word or invite them to know Jesus whatever the Lord puts on your heart but I'm saying go out and be the church because it's out there folks that's where the people are that need to come in and they don't know what to do you know they've done everything they know what to do did you know what to do before you got saved I didn't know what to do I had to be led Jesus went out to seek and to save those that are lost. And that's that's our job. Have news for you. Jesus resurrected. He's up there, but his spirit lives with the spirit of Jesus Christ lives within us. And that's what stirs us. And that is you're gonna get stirred up. You're gonna remember me. Mama Dix is stirring the pot. Okay. Yeehaw the Hee haw, the barn's coming. She did it yesterday.
0: We went to eat breakfast early at a restaurant in downtown, where were we? I forgot, Woodward. It's an old restaurant that still had bar stools there. I was paying to get out. She said, I'm going to give this guy a word that was sitting up there. She did. Any other words? Come on, or testimonies. That's our song playing right there now. Turn it up just a little bit, Alan.
1: Next next Saturday
0: morning, nine o'clock. At the barn. Are you ready? Lord, we thank you we could come together and meet with you this morning. Holy Spirit, continue to have your way in us. I decree the Word of God will not come without accomplishing its purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you and bless you. God loves you even more.